At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We welcome you into another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas, your home for all NFL betting analysis seven days a week here on the show. And it's your Tuesday crew today with the former NFL wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. Big thanks to our producer as well, Brian Ortega, behind the glass. We're three weeks in, Mike. Where'd the time go? I mean, what, Man, I tell you, you what wait, happened? You wait all year for football to get here, and all of a sudden, now we're week four. I mean, it just flies by, but that's what happens when you're having fun, though, Ben Wilson. We're having I a know. blast so far with the NFL season. Trying to cash uh, some tickets right, in the process right, as well. Right, absolutely, absolutely, and having a blast doing that, so... Uh, let's look for some more opportunities, man. All, all about making some money. Absolutely. We can look first at what happened last night, as we usually do to start the show. Look back at what happened in Monday Night Football. It was the first time we'd seen all year, as we get into week three, the general narrative of, oh, what's going on with these football games? Why aren't we getting constant 60-minute excitement between in Denver Sunday night and then at MetLife Stadium last night? However, very interesting to see the way this game plays out at the end. Dallas wins over the Giants 23-16. Both of these teams now 2-1 in the NFC East. I guess we're not sending Brian Dable to Canton anymore there, Mike. But in a game like this that had a little bit of everything, goes back and forth, Cooper Rush picks up the win. His third win now in his career as an underdog while filling in for Dak Prescott. This game, though, tell you more about Dallas or New York last night. You know what? Um, I think more about New York. Uh, New York, we, we knew, uh, a lot of people did anyway, that they're a work in progress. Uh, Dable uh, needs to find out what he has with that roster, with uh, certain players too, and uh, what is he building? Certainly he's building a championship uh, type of 
situation out there with that franchise. Far from it right now. It doesn't have a quarterback, right? And it's trying to explore and find out what the quarterback's capable of, uh, as well as other players on that roster, too. So uh, the effort has been overachieving mm-hmm. for the Giants. Uh, and so I think we found out a lot about that. We also found out how difficult it is to be a rookie head coach at times, too. You know, you get caught up in emotions. You get, lose track of a game uh, when you should call timeouts because you're overwhelmed with emotions. We can get into all that. Um, but, yeah, certainly it's a learning curve for Dable, uh, which he'll learn and capture. Uh, finding out about Dallas, I don't know if we found out more about Dallas. Dallas has a legitimate roster. It's just a quarterback situation, and how do you rate the quarterback change from a betting standpoint? So uh, Cooper Rush played solid game. Uh, I think uh, the coaches helped both quarterbacks to be efficient, highly efficient, uh, but then you had to do some things in the second half to win the game, and uh, some teams can do that, and some teams can't right now, Ben. And you think about for the Giants, and you're th- talking about overachieving, mm-hmm. your last point, where if you looked at through the first two weeks, I like to look at just quality of drives for right. these teams, and because it's something that isn't necessarily measured by final numbers or total box scores. But if you go through the play-by-play game logs, and mm-hmm. you look at for these teams, if you if you quantify a quality drive as just a drive that at least gets you in field goal range, starting at your own side of uh, your own side of the fifty, even let's say if you have a turnover in the red zone or you, you give it away, you miss a field goal, that's still a quality drive. You're at least putting yourself in position to get points through two games. The Giants had 21 drives; mm-hmm. only six would really qualify as quantity legit, you know, legit. I should say quality drives through the first two weeks. Only one other team had fewer, and right. that would have been. Uh, with only four, the Seattle Seahawks through two weeks, a team we're going to talk about a little bit later. So this was a giant team that, just based on the general quality of their drives, was clearly doing it on smoke and mirrors. I just wonder why, in a game last night where Saquon Barkley was getting pretty much anything he wanted, nearly six yards a carry, only touches it 14 times as a runner. They got him involved out of the backfield mm-hmm. as, a, as a passer as well. But if you're Brian Dable in a matchup like this with such a tough, experienced really uh, really proactive defensive line rush coming at you on the other side of Dallas. Why was the pass rate north of 60% last night for the Giants? That's my question. Well, a lot of it too, uh, Ben, and it's a great question too because, I mean, I think you get out of your game plan at some point. I, I think uh, the Giants obviously skewed it in the second half and right before halftime. Uh, when you get in situational football and you got to move the ball, you got to get in two-minute offense. So, so you skew it because you're throwing it on every down. Uh, and then you get into the second half, you're down. Uh, and you certainly got to move the ball and, and get into the end zone. You think the quickest way to do that, a lot of times, at least coordinators do, uh, is to throw it. But you're down one possession. Uh, to your point, there's nothing wrong with running the football still, especially if you're getting chunk yards and chunk plays. And uh, the extension of the running game is the screen game. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Saquon Barkley is exceptional uh, with the screen game. Now, I will say the timing of it, because they had illegal players downfield, illegal linemen downfield and stuff like that, maybe – they're uncomfortable and the trust factor isn't where it needs to be, so they don't call it as much. And that's one thing for betters to understand uh, is coordinators, they call plays when they trust them. Like, it's fascinating. A play would work or, or you think it would work or they should get to this, they should get to that, but they don't trust it because they didn't see it in practice or uh, they just don't know if the team can execute it or it just didn't look right in practice, right? Ooh, and so they don't yeah. call it. But I, I think if you can get beyond that, and then understand and anticipate and, and certainly trust the players to be able to execute the plays, 
then a lot of times you can get to those type of plays that we all see right. when we're watching these games right now. And what's hard, too, you think about trusting in your personnel and the players you have. Right. The wide receiver room has taken a big hit. Sterling mm -hmm. Shepard, non-contact injury towards the very end of that game in the final minutes. Initial reports and testing uh, fear, to be, fear to be a serious left knee injury there for Sterling Shepard. Feared to be missing significant time. A guy who got 10 targets last night. Saquon Barkley had the second most targets on that team. They're running back for the Giants. And then you add in the Kenny Galladay piece. And I bring this up oh, to you boy. as a former wide receiver. Galladay, zero catches on three targets. Had a drop on a, on a pass that was would have been a wide open, mm -hmm. like wide open gain and a first down there. Only saw the field for two snaps in week two. Went to the media complaining about his role in New York. What do you do if you're the Giants and you have this big old cap hit Big old salary number sitting on your books right now, and you're getting nothing out of it with Gallo. One, you realize you you overpaid, or the prior regime overpaid, <laughs> yeah, because as a, as a receiver, don't do that. Don't go to the media with your gripes. Just go upstairs, you know, or, or talk to the coaches. Um, talk to your position coach and, and really start to lobby that way. I don't know if it's a pro tip or not, but we can save it, but it's about the prop situations and uh, understanding when a coordinator trusts and who, which players to no, trust. that's great. We should yeah. do that um, because it's I, I think it's extraordinary because you think about the props – for Saquon Barkley in that game, they go over, right? Uh, Daniel Jones, I believe, goes under his passing yards prop. Uh, but he, he, he stayed under 199 sure. and a half. He, just, he just barely. I mean, yeah. Under uh, 196 was his final pass. But they don't yards. trust him, though. I mean, what we saw in the second half was Boise State versus Texas Tech. I mean, that's basically <laughs> yeah. what we saw uh, from a play selection standpoint. And uh, if you were in tune with that, you could have made some money for sure in, uh, from an in-game perspective. But, um, no, I, I think... Uh, as we watch these games, Ben, and we see teams try to adjust it again, I always keep this question in my head. What do they want to do versus what can they do? And the Giants, they can't do a lot of things. You mentioned a wide receiving core. Galladay, Galladay I mean, he's he's overpaid. Um, I don't know what the Giants are going to do with him. Maybe they can trade him. There's a lot of teams that could use a wide receiver right now. Uh, maybe they could trade him. Who knows? But uh, I don't know how he gets in line with what the Giants are doing right now. Uh, Whether he have three targets, I want to say, three. and and he's making how much money? <laughs> I mean, fourteen point five right, mil. Right. I mean, that's yeah. incredible to think about right now. Um, but maybe he can talk to the coaches and the coaches, and and so you can look for that those signs too. And I think the insiders for the Giants or for any franchise can give you that type of information. Right. Though. You think about for next week, you look ahead for both of these teams. Giants host the Bears, maybe the two most fraudulent 2-1 and <laughs> teams we have ever had. I, I, that's not hyperbole either. It's been pretty ugly starts, especially for the Chicago side. Giants are laying three and a half as that line opens now. Open Giants minus three, up to three and a half, total of 39. Meanwhile, on the Dallas front, you talk about what you want to do versus what you can do. Mm -hmm. They realized the Dallas Cowboys did last night that getting the usage of both running backs, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, Clearly, the key to success there. Those two combined 28 carries last night uh, at over 175 yards, finished for 178 combined. So the question becomes looking forward now for Dallas, who are a three-point favorite against Washington. Mm -hmm. The Commanders next week, total there of 42.5. With Cooper Rush still at quarterback, and the belief is Dak Prescott could maybe come back for week five, but it's going to be one more week at least of Cooper Rush. How much do you trust a Dallas team that is pretty clearly one-dimensional but still effective in that one dimension? Yeah, can you trust uh, the Cowboys a little bit more at home minus three and a half right now? I mean, that's kind of difficult. But um, here's what I know about the situation with the Cowboys in this division. Uh, when you have a distinct advantage in confidence over your opponent, it, it plays out. And it played out last night. And what the Cowboys were doing uh, and how relaxed Cooper Rush was and, 
and how they didn't panic. I mean, CeeDee Lamb drops a pass, and you're getting thumbs up from from Kellen Moore. But when you, you're 9-1 going into that game against the Giants, so from an entire roster standpoint, you are so confident that, oh, we're going to do enough to win that game. And they did enough to win the game. Uh, was it a perfect game? No, they made a lot of mistakes. But against the Commanders, too, think about the dominance over the last five years. Uh, it's been 7-3 and three, uh, mm-hmm. in the last 10 games right there. So there's a distinct advantage for the Cowboys knowing that they're ex- extremely confident against these divisional opponents. Uh, and so you give the edge to the Cowboys that way. But again, it's, you got a little bit more, in my opinion, you know, delay three and a half, though. And right where we're seeing now, most of the books still at three, but they are juice threes up to minus 115 okay. or minus 20. If you, if you want to okay. play Dallas, a couple of books, as we're talking about, have gone now to the full three and a half with that mm-hmm. 42 and a half total. The big question will be on the other side of the ball where it's a Micah Parsons led defense oh. that has gotten after so far the three quarterbacks they've faced so far and have really limited Tom Brady, Andy Dalton, and what we saw last night from Daniel Jones, under 200 passing yards there for Jones. And now you face Carson Wentz, a guy who just took nine sacks, was hit 17 times yeah. in that loss to Philadelphia. I fully admit I was on the commanders, thought it was a great spot. They get their doors blown in. So that, to me, is the bigger matchup, is it not? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, Carson Wentz, is he is who we thought he was. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know if that's ever going to change. It's not going to change. And for the commanders to think it was going to change, is, uh, is you know, that's on them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys' defense is sick right now. And uh, I don't know how Carson Wentz goes up against that defense and how that ends well for the commanders. I don't know either. Dennis Green, was he was right when he said that all those years ago, and it still applies in so many situations going forward. We will talk next as we're just getting started on an action-packed Lombardi line. Josh Applebaum joining us, Will Hill joining us later on in the show. But up next, we'll talk about some of the biggest injuries in the NFL, including a trio in L.A., and try to get Mike's thoughts on what were the Chargers doing Sunday. We'll talk about that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Ben Wilson. It is our Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. Patrick back on Thursday. Michael back tomorrow. For right now, though, Mike, we're going to look at some of the big injuries from week three in the NFL. And I need to start in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I need you to help me figure out what were the Chargers doing exactly on Sunday? That's just where we'll begin in a 38-10 loss where the Chargers end up with a quarterback dealing with a pretty serious rib injury, able to play through it. It's week three of an 18-week season, and Justin Herbert ends up dropping back 47 times out of his team's 72 snaps, which was the highest pass percentage of any team in the NFL in week three, despite losing his left tackle, Rashawn Slater, early in that game, torn biceps, likely out for the year, despite having his center, Corey Lindsley, one of the better centers by overall grading systems, out in this game to begin with, Yet he plays the full game and continuously drops back just about every single time. Mike, can you help me explain what the thought process was for Brandon Staley in that week three loss? Well, uh, Staley said that Justin Herbert wanted to stay in there and play. Um, But as a head coach, again, uh, you have to have the authority. That's your franchise. Um, I know he wants to stay in there and to play. I know he's a warrior, but I need to make the decision. I need to do what's best for the team, not what's best for Justin Herbert and what he wants right now. I need to get him out of there. But you have a head coach that doesn't understand that yet. You have a head coach that doesn't uh, operate that way. You know, it's, it's I want these guys to like me type of head coach. No, get him out of there. Seriously, coach, if you don't want to do it as a head coach, tell your position coach, say a quarterback coach, tell Justin he's out. Um, and then have him get mad at you. And then we'll talk about this, right? I mean, there's ways you can do something uh, uh, from a, a chain of command standpoint, yeah. uh, if you will. Uh, but if you're not thinking about that, if you're thinking about your defense too much, then, okay, how are you functioning as a head coach? He should have had him out of there. You're right. Uh, but as players, we always want to play. I mean, that's that's what we're built to do is play. And that's the whole point, too. It's why right. I brought it up with right. you specifically, because while most of us general fans can sit back and say, dude, has a rib injury, it's a long season, why throw him out there? 
How different is your perspective, though, thinking about how you played for a decade and yeah. played through a lot of injuries? Well, absolutely. Time? I mean, I lacerated my kidney in practice, and I'm in I, <laughs> ICU. Uh, and the doctor says, hey, good news. We don't have to take your kidney. You know, we don't have to remove your kidney situation. I'm like, okay, good. When can I play again? <laughs> can I, when can I get back out there? You're like, wait a minute. So they looked at you like you were uh, like an alien. I'm sure, right. in like, yeah. I mean, I see you. No, you know, you're not playing this year. Uh, hopefully you can play again, but you know, you're not playing this year. But no, we're just built that way. Um, and and there's no, it's no different about Justin Herbert. We can uh, commend him for being a warrior, but no, it, it's, it's the head coach and the responsibility of the head coach for the team to say, you know what? Get him out of there. Uh, <laughs> what we're doing right now is not working today, and we're getting banged up. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of times you look at the roster, you just don't have the room. Like with offensive linemen, you, you only have seven active at times, right? And so you run out of options. Wide receivers for the Chargers, they're thin there. And so – yeah, it's unfortunate that Guyton got hurt, but, I mean, you're so thin there. And that's the other element to this. It's one thing to say, all right, I'm going to let my franchise quarterback tough it out. He wants to make a point. Brandon mm-hmm. Staley, the head coach, said after the game that his Charger QB wanted to put himself before the team. That's one thing. I understand <laughs> that. But when you're down 38-10 yeah. to 10, and you still have one of your most valuable wide receivers in right. Jalen Guyton running routes deep down the field when Keenan Allen, your top wide receiver, was already out to begin with, Guyton tears his ACL down 38-10. to 10. Isn't that probably the more egregious error that Staley made if we're looking at all these decisions in week three? Well, yeah, um, but I'll pull back the curtain and, you know, a lot of times, and and again, I I think it is on Staley a lot with coaching decisions, but, you know, a lot of times as players, you know, you're a commodity. You are expendable because they'll just go find another one. They have workouts today, by the way, and facilities across the board in the National Football League. It's, It's the players off day. They're bringing in players to replace you right now. Uh, so it's unfortunate for Guyton to tear his ACL that way. But as the league and as the business of football moves on, they're looking for another receiver right now. Or they might looking for a trade with Galladay, right? I mean, uh, you think about certain teams. Cutthroat, man. It is cutthroat. cutthroat. It very much is cutthroat. And you understand that as a player. But when you're talking about your franchise, you're talking about your left tackle going down, you know he's got rib situation on his left side. Why is he in there? And that's Clearly on the head coach right there in that decision. And we're seeing the betting market sour a little bit. The full rundown here on your screen of all the NFL injuries coming out yesterday. And we'll get into some of the big ones and how it impacts the week. Four lines coming up. But for the Chargers specifically, they open about a six point, six and a half point favorite in some books mm-hmm. on the road against Houston, a team they were favored by nine and a half at last year and got the doors blown off yeah. in one of the more bizarre results of the 2021 season. How much can you trust the Chargers given the barrage of injuries here? We didn't even mention Joey Bosa, who goes out with a groin injury, firmly questionable for this week. In a spot like this on the road, even if it is a team like Houston who comes in underwhelming at 0-2-1 so far. Yeah, underwhelming, but what do we know about um, uh, Houston uh, and Davis Mills? He plays well against opponents that he's familiar with. Uh, and you go back to last year, what, did, what was the score? 41-29. to Um right there, right, uh, for the Chargers. And it's interesting um, when you look at that game and you look at that situation, you know, Davis Mills and, and being familiar at home, being more confident, who knows. But uh, I, the Chargers are not the same team. They're just not what we thought they were going to be in terms of the anticipation of the year. And now you factor in all these injuries. So uh, they have skewed the passing game. They're, they're not uh, balanced at all. 
Uh, I don't know if they can be because if you think about the last two years, they have not been able to run the ball consistently. And so they rely on the pass. And now they're thin at wide receiver and certainly they're injured uh, in key positions on that offense. And that's why we were talking about pass right. rate being the highest one in the NFL despite playing with a compromised quarterback. Mm-hmm. See how that betting market starts to change. Fives, even some four and a half starting to show there on that chargers Texan game for week four. Another team incredibly banged up with injuries, and this was even in-game on Sunday, was the Buffalo Bills. Mike, at one point, 14 of their 22 starters were either out pregame or were injured during the game, yet they still completely dominate the box score. They run 90 plays (laughs) to Miami's 39. To put that in perspective, the NFL record, Washington Redskins back in the early 90s in a game against Detroit ran nearly 120 plays. That is the NFL record for most plays run in a game. Buffalo ran 90, and they lost by two, yet 14 different guys injured, and the latest were Christian Benford, who was a cornerback, replacing an already thin secondary, breaks his hand in that game. Tommy Doyle, one of the offensive linemen, suffers an ACL injury. He's out for the season. How do you evaluate this Buffalo team with all the injuries? Well, it's fascinating. I mean, are you a pattern guy? Like, do you understand that human nature kind of repeats itself, or we're a pattern, we're setting patterns? No question. We're setting our ways, that kind of things, or... or uh, what we're most comfortable with, that's what we kind of duplicate and repeat. Uh, if you look at Buffalo, and Patrick Maher uh, brought this up yesterday on the Barty line in terms of um, one-possession games, Buffalo struggles. Go back 0-7 to, now going back to the start of last year. Right, going back to – so when they are bullying uh, and certainly beating up an opponent, they're highly comfortable, and they play that way. They're very confident. And, uh, but when they're in tight games, it's a struggle. Uh, you know, and, and so you have – Josh Allen fumbling a snap right before halftime in a panicky situation. You, you have Gabe Davis dropping a touchdown that, that could have helped. Or, or you had Josh Allen pulling a string on a pass to McKenzie that could have perhaps won the game, right? And, or Milano dropping an interception. Uh, so I don't know if that's a pattern for Buffalo. It, it seems like it could be. Uh, we, we could say that it's a trend even. Uh, so in a tight ball game, I think Buffalo is, is vulnerable uh, and certainly teams are going to try to use that. They're going to say, look, let's get this game to the fourth quarter. Let's stay in it uh, however we need to stay in it. So uh, all those stats and all those plays that Buffalo ran, it didn't really do anything for them in terms of the victory. Is it as simple as just you just need to win a close game and it gets you over the hump, or is it a deeper thing from your experience? I point? think it's deeper because it's human nature, like Jacksonville on the road. I mean, how do you lose that game, right? And I, I think yeah. McDermott didn't go for a field goal. I think it's patterned. Like going for the field goal and as opposed to going for it early in that game uh, when you're like, wait a minute, I got this offense, I got that quarterback, I'm fourth and three or fourth and four, I'm not kicking a field goal, I'm going for it. But can he break a pattern like that? Or we call it tendencies in the league, and um, I, I think a lot of times teams have a way to play towards their tendencies, uh, and mm-hmm. therefore as an opponent, you can exploit that. That's a great point. I also look at it in a way on the opposite side where you think, okay, 14 of your 22 starters at one point were out. You Uh became just the fourth team ever to lose a game when you outgained your opponent by over 250 yards. This was such a box score anomaly, and you dominated the box score despite so many key players being out. I have to look at that as only a positive for Buffalo with the intrinsic belief that at some point, the variance of losing all these one-score games, 0-7 now going back to the start of last year, is due to turn around at some point. That's right. my thought. Yeah, absolutely. And but on the other side, how many times can Miami keep coming back? 
That's well, it's the last time that it, that it happened. The team losing without gaining an opponent over 250 yards. Buffalo Bills lost to Miami in 2016. So there is a history there as well. We'll talk some coach of the year odds when we return here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests 24-7 video. Season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips, which we're about to give you one. Updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back with the former NFL wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson, our VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour, which you supplied for us. Look at you doing the heavy lifting. I'm just sitting Amen. back here like, all right, Mike's got our pro tip. So when betting player props specifically, you want to be looking at how much do coaches trust their specific players and how that factors into the scheme. That can be a really uh, telling indicator for looking at these different player props. You can look at usage in pass box scores and, and how that then equates into uh, some of these full game situations. Last night, a great example was with Daniel Jones, or as mm-hmm. you were talking about as we opened the show, Mike, clearly a lack of trust in him to throw the football. He almost outgained Saquon Barkley, by the way, rushing the ball. It's nine carries for 79 yards for Daniel Jones. So his passing prop, even though it was already significantly reduced, right. he still goes under that prop last night, and there was a clear lack of trust. And most of those yards, should be pointed out, were in uh, in comeback mode. Mm-hmm. Still only gets to 196. So that's our, our pro tip. Every pro tip searchable on vcin.com by show and by sports, and uh, way to go, Mike. Look at you. Well, you're welcome. Going I mean, with the protest. <laughs> no I can problem. just sit back and enjoy my <laughs> sure. Tuesday show no, as a spectator. It, it's fascinating because, you know, exploring the prop market, even doing various shows here on VEASAN and, um, you know, jumping on. And what props do you like, Pritch? What are you looking at? And, yeah. um, you know, I'm not a heavy prop player, but as an offensive player, I know that during the week of practice, you have to audition to the coaches that are calling plays that you can do the right thing in the play. Uh, and therefore, they'll call it in a game. Like, uh, just take a Mike Holmgren, for instance. If you, if you mess up on a play that's specific to you, he ain't going to call it because you can't do it in practice. Like, how are you going to do it in a game? Um, and so the whole thing is about establishing and earning trust. And um, I think that's so telling right now through the first three weeks of the season, uh, what play callers trust which players and uh, which players are trusting the coaches and all that right now. I mean, to me, it's all over the place. No question. Mm-hmm. It leads to into an interesting Coach of the Year discussion mm-hmm. where Brian Dable – Clearly not a lot of trust in his quarterback at the moment in Daniel Jones, but he's off to a 2-1 and one start. He is among the leaders in the coach of the year odds board right now. But there was a pretty sizable shift after week three at BetMGM. And as we always preface in these discussions, a lot of that has to do with, with the different amounts of handle coming in, the types of money that are bet on in these markets. Usually it doesn't take as much money to move a number like these as opposed to, say, uh, an every single week NFL game where there's going to be so much action taken. So, you know, a smaller bet can sometimes drastically alter these markets. With that out of the way, though, Mike, uh-huh. as we look at the updated odds to win coach of the year, we saw Nick Sirianni, a coach who, should be pointed out, led his team to the playoffs last year. Right. And presumably, based on the history of these awards, would have to do a whole lot to win that award this year. Yet he goes from 9-1 to one after last week down to four to one. Now your leader in the clubhouse to win this award after three weeks of play. 
for beating Washington, a team he was favored by nearly a touchdown to do. What, what, are, what am I missing here with the change in Sirianni where Mike McDaniel, who was 5-1 to one last week, ah, ho-hum, starts his career by beating Belichick, Harbaugh, and the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills' his first three games. His odds don't even move. Still 5-1. Right. to one. That, to me, is lunacy right now. It is an overreaction, I would say. I mean, aren't the um, Eagles like a favorite in a lot of markets? Whether it's a divisional favorite, uh, certainly. Over $2 favorites sure. to win the NFC East. Now. NFC East now. There you go. But um, why is Nick Sirianni at plus 400 and another favorite, John Harbaugh, who's at 25 to 1? Why is that? Like, what's the narrative? Like, because this is about a narrative, I think, for Coach of the Year. Um, I, was, you, I guess you have to ask the question what would Philadelphia have to do in the regular season? Would it be. Would 14-3, and three, would that be overachieving enough to get you to the point to win that award? It, but the, the point is the bar is really high for them. Right, right. But then also the narrative, too. Like, what did they, they, they beat Washington so far? <laughs> I mean, winning the NFC East, if they could do that, I don't know if that's a strong enough narrative compared to, I don't know, John Harbaugh at 25-1 to 1 and helping Lamar Jackson reinvent himself uh, as a pocket passer now, who could win the MVP. But you do have situations there. You have Jalen Hurts off to a great start. Who knows if he wins the MVP or not. But then you have Lamar Jackson right there too, though, right, for what he's doing. So for, from a batting standpoint, 25-1 to 1 looks appealing that way. But with these narratives, you just don't know. I was on Zach Taylor um, midway through the year last year. Um, but Vrabel won because he did more with less as opposed to Zach Taylor who was on the hot seat. They mm -hmm. go to this, you know, they're on their way and tracking to the playoffs, right? And – I don't know, with a young quarterback and young roster. So I, I thought the narratives are, are, are very interesting. And so when I look down at this list, like who's going to capture a narrative with the voters and hold on to it? You know, I don't, I don't know what narrative exists for John Harbaugh. Can you find one? Can you think of one right now? Or I don't think there's much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, bit... Unless it's just overcoming. If the, if the injuries continue to pile up mm -hmm. for Baltimore – and they somehow navigate a very difficult division and go, say, 13-4, and four, maybe you could make a case. But that it's usually not – that's not of the sexier variety of right. storyline here. It's more, what did, it, yeah, what, did it, what did a coach do with a team that was projected to either be a, a team that missed the playoffs mm -hmm. or was projected, based on the roster personnel, to not amount to much of anything? It's why it's hard for me to look at Sirianni where he's at and say, that number – correlates with yeah. if, with where that general narrative should be. And we say again, these are so hard to handicap right. because A, it's media driven and that and that's what the voters are literally coming from the media. And then B, this is a regular season only award. So well, nothing, nothing applies there for the playoffs. Here's one for you though with Baltimore. They're the number one scoring team in, in the league at 33 points a game. Say they keep that and it's elevated and it's 35 points a game or something like that. I yeah. mean, there is something that I think would capture the attention of the voters certainly for MVP with Lamar Jackson, but um, either they now have a left tackle. Uh, they, they're ha they have an aging roster, and everybody knows that. They have a new defensive coordinator. Uh, so maybe there's a narrative that can billow up. I mean, something could happen there, right? Uh, but for to bet plus 400 on Nick Sirianni, I, when he's a favorite, kind of like with Harbaugh, to me the money – or the bank for my money there is 25 to 1 on Harbaugh. Right. And uh, part of it, too, the, for the narratives, you're also kind of figuring out, okay, you know what the narrative is, and it exists, but mm -hmm. also, do you really believe in that specific team? Right. So you look at some of these these numbers who have that have moved drastically, Kevin O'Connell now down to 9 to 1 for Minnesota, and you have to ask yourself, how much do you really believe in Minnesota? They looked amazing sure. for basically three quarters against Green Bay in week one. 
fell flat on their face on Monday night against Philadelphia last week, and it took a, a massive collapse by Detroit to get them to 2-1 and one in Week 3. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Brian Dable, a team who was a pretty soft 2-0 and and were exposed in a lot of areas last night? His odds have shortened now down to 8-1. to one. Doug Peterson is the one, depending on your view of your view of Jacksonville, that would that might be the one that's the most intriguing at this point. And Peterson, he goes from eight to one to eleven to one uh, this this past. uh, Sorry, he was eleven to one. Goes down to Mm -hmm. eight to one. So, if you're looking at Peterson, the narrative is obviously there. Takes over the biggest dumpster fire in the league from a (laughs) season ago. Urban Meyer, the arguably the biggest disaster of a one-year head coach we've probably had in the NFL since Bobby Petrino. Right. Right on this, and and you think about how if you're a believer in Jacksonville, that would make a lot of sense. The question is, do you believe? Well, on this list of all these coaches, coach of the year, Doug Peterson is the circa building sign in the skyline here in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, yeah. that's him right there. But uh, plus eight hundred, absolutely. I mean, it, it's tremendous what he's done already with this roster. And you know what, Ben? They're going to get better. They have a generational talent at quarterback, uh, and they've drafted very, very well. Uh, and they're playing hard. There's, that's a young team, too. Uh, and it's a young men's game, uh, whether people understand it or not. It's a young men's game. We just saw the Bengals, uh, 25 years and younger, get to a Super Bowl. I mean, it's a young man's game. Nature of injuries, all that stuff, right? But if, he, if Peterson can keep coaching these players like this and, and they keep growing and they keep getting better in a get-better mm-hmm. league, uh, yeah, it's it's circa right there for Doug Peterson. So he's now third on the list from eleven to one down to eight to one. And O'Connell, he he was nine to one last week. Now falling down to fourteen yeah. to one. Dable was eight to one last week. Now ten to one. And here's here's the game this week that will tell us a lot. Jacksonville goes to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson's former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, is about a six and a half point favorite. Eagles flying high. It was a spot that was really suboptimal for Philadelphia last week, coming off an emotional Monday night blowout win going on the road in the division on a short week, and yet they couldn't have looked much better. Right. So don't you think this game will tell us a lot realistically about Jacksonville compared to beating up on a Charger team that was so woefully inept because of all their injuries going Yeah, out? because I think Jacksonville will understand the offense of Philadelphia and the Eagles and what they're trying to do with the six eligibles because they kind of have that. Uh, and, and those players will understand the college nature of this offense. Now, defensively, it's a different animal, though. I mean... Uh, what the Eagles are doing defensively is incredible. Now, can there be a letdown? I, I think when you expect to win, like Jacksonville, their mindset expects to win, the letdowns don't have to. Now, in college, they're, they're more often to have to because, they're, you know, we're talking about kids and the maturity, right? But if Peterson is doing his job, I don't think Jacksonville has a letdown uh, in this game. My only concern, quarterbacks Jacksonville's played so far, Carson right. Wentz, <laughs> a compromised Justin Herbert, and then Matt Ryan. Yeah. Now you go to face Jalen Hurts on the road. It, it's a tough ask. Not a game I want any part of, at least as of right now. I know Will Hill, who joins us next. He's got a bunch of games he does want a part of. We'll get Will's thoughts on the Week 4 card right after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. 
The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences on Sunday. You can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bet's outcome. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game. Turn game time into showtime with the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expired seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We're back on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben. He's Pritch. We've got Will Hill with us on the line now. Will, who did a great job last week on our, our VSIN uh, Megapod with Gil Alexander, Jeff Parles, and Todd Wishtev, one of the more uh, popular shows, Mike, we have in, in the sports betting space. And Will killed it as, uh, as the guest there. Joins us now from New York, where it's an interesting time there. Will, A, we're on Aaron Judge watch continuously now to hit his 61st home run. And then, B, we were maybe expecting the New York Post headlines to be Giants 3-0, and Dable to Canton, Ohio, and then last night happened. So I, I don't know what the feeling is around the Giants, Will, but uh, kind of a, a flat result there last night for the G-Men against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the parade was canceled. Uh, you know, it, it was fun while it lasted, but this giant team obviously still has some flaws. And maybe once Judge is done with his baseball season, you can give him some pads and uh, line him go. up at wide receiver because the Giants are going to are gonna need it, man. I don't know if anybody ever heard of some of those guys the Giants were throwing to last night. That's a rough bunch. Pritch, I don't know if you have any eligibility left. I think <laughs> still six catches for 70 yards. Yeah. You might be able to do it. They're paying these receivers pretty good money right now. Maybe, uh, maybe suit them up. Maybe go do some wind sprints in the back of uh, the Circa, the South Point there, and, uh, and see what you got left, because it, it was ugly last night for the Giants. But a winnable game this week for the Bears, a pretty easy schedule going forward, but still obviously a pretty flawed team. Will, I don't need eligibility. All they need to do is offer me a contract. There you uh, go. So, That's the spirit. I tell you what, uh, if Brady can do it at 45, I can do it at 52. I got about five plays in me, uh, and that's all they need right now. My question about the Giants to you, Will, though, moving forward, 
what are they going to do with Daniel Jones? Are they going to are they going to start trusting this guy and this player, or are they going to look to go to Tyrod Taylor or something like that? Because I mean, you can't expect to go the entire year uh, not trusting your quarterback out there. Yeah, and I don't think it was all on him. I think he's played worse games than he played last night. I mean, he wasn't getting protected. He's throwing to guys that are falling down that can't catch the ball, and you know, got a rough offensive pass interference call. I thought in the second quarter, yeah. so. Um, long-term, is he the guy? Is he the guy two years from now? Probably not. But Taylor, barring an injury or, or just a complete disaster from Jones, I don't think they would go to Taylor. I think Dable likes you know, the, the diversity with Jones that he brings to the offense, just be able to you know, run the ball, throw it deep. I think he brings that extra element. So unless he completely implodes, I would think mm-hmm. Jones is still the quarterback. But look, two, three years from now, is he still the quarterback? Probably not. I think their quarterback is probably playing on Saturdays. And what a game we have for week four. <laughs> two and one Bears, two and one Giants. Uh, Nobody's going to be three and one. Right. Uh, somebody, right. went, well, I don't know. Could that Maybe. be a, a tie to one and one? I don't know. You're, but you're probably right, Will. Most likely a G-men go to three and one after this week. Well, you can follow Will, by the way, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. As we get into some of Will's games, you have some early thoughts on here, Will, for week four. We have our first London game across the pond. Minnesota, a team who has been disappointing the last two weeks, even though they were able to scrape out a win from, I don't know, the inner reaches of of wherever against Detroit in that four-point win. New Orleans Saints, pretty flawed team as well over the past couple of weeks. Some money, though, coming in on New Orleans. We're down to two and a half pretty much market-wide from a three-point opener on Minnesota. What's your angle in this spot here for Vikings and Saints? Yeah, as always, with a two and a half, if you like the dog, just wait. You might get a three. I think we're starting to see some threes pop up. I'm just taking Minnesota here based on they're the healthier team. And Kamara's beat up. Michael Thomas is beat up. And Winston's playing with a broken back. Well, that's not a pleasant flight flying from the U.S. to London. All those hours when you're sitting there on a plane with a broken back. He looks uh, very inaccurate on Sunday. I think the back really affected him. So the Vikings, like you said, they haven't blown anybody away. Cousins hasn't been great. They have issues in the secondary. But to me, they're the much healthier team here. So give me the Vikings. How about this game, uh, Will? The Bills and the Ravens, we were just talking about uh, Coach of the Year situations, and uh, I made a case for Harbaugh 25-1 to because of Lamar Jackson and what he's doing, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson, as we know, he's so hard to prepare for as a defense, and we know that the Bills' defense is banged up, right? And a lot of players missing on that side of the ball, but they do have Josh Allen on the other side too. So what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, if you're going to talk about an award candidate from this game again, it's early. We're three, three, four weeks in. Lamar Jackson's probably been the MVP through three weeks here. He's played unbelievable. Um, And you're getting three and a half here. I like the Ravens. I think the Bills, like you mentioned, they're all beat up on defense. Uh, Cluster injuries in the secondary. They've had issues now finishing drives, really getting stalled out at the goal line a lot in the red zone. And... Look, they played 90-something snaps, I think 90 snaps in Miami on offense. So we talked about the Miami defense maybe being tired on Thursday. Maybe the Buffalo offense is a little tired this week. 90 snaps in that heat is a lot. Uh, I'm surprised they're giving you the hook here with the Ravens. I think it's a good game, a close game. I will take the three and a half here with Baltimore. And let's consider as well, Will, if you think about a total in this spot, this thing opened at 55, and it's been hammered down to 52 or 52 and a half. I, but I don't know. I look at this from the other side and say Baltimore's a defense that's been really banged up as well. They made Mac Jones look very solid for large stretches of that game, even though Jones ends up throwing three interceptions and gets injured late. Give up nearly 30 points to the Patriots. And we saw for for as good as Buffalo played without their starters, you figure that's not likely to last as you were just talking about. I kind of find myself on the other side here of this move, uh, move to the total, though. But it sounds like you're in agreement with where that opener went from 55 down here to 52. Yeah, I thought 55, 55 and a half was too high. At 52, 
it's probably right on the number. It's probably a good number. So yeah. uh, I don't think it'll be a play for me. I get it. Yeah. I just, I mean, I've watched those two secondaries. <laughs> sure. I'm like, damn, how are, you, how are you stopping anybody, especially with these two quarterbacks uh, at play? Uh, the other thing, too, we'll get to Thursday night football here at the end, Will, with the, uh, with the Dolphins-Bengals matchup. But the other element there in New York was Robert Sala's New York Jets against the Bengals. I don't know if you saw this where the, 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 we've seen defenses against Joe Burrow and the Bengals play such a high percentage of cover two. And Robert Sala goes into that game and he's like, nah, man, I'm good. We're going to throw, we're going to play cover two 1% of the time. And they were burned as a result. Jets now go to Pittsburgh where they're about a three and a half point dog in this spot. But uh, what, what's kind of the, uh, the general thermometer right now on Sala, who is as, as, as adherent to his general principles as you could possibly be. And it obviously bit, uh, bit them in the rear in that lost Sunday. Yeah. Well, he's what four and 13 his first year. And now he's one and two. So yeah. Uh, five and 15 through 20 games. And he's starting to, you know, mouth off, get a little defiant with the press. That's not a good combination. And when, when you start making comments after the game, like, well, I'm proud of my team because they play hard. Look, man, it, it's not little league. This is the NFL. It's New York. That stuff does not last long. The fans don't want to hear it. The jets have not had a good team, even a decent team here in like a decade. They don't want to hear that. You tried hard or you played hard. Uh, they they want to see some results. So I think Wilson Sala, even though you're it, year two of that regime, I think both of them are on the clock. If they have another four or five win season, I don't know that you know either or both of those guys are back. When you look at their mm-hmm. schedule, they're one and two. They're favored. They're, they're favored to lose this week and probably be one and three. Still got to play the Bills twice. Still have to play the Dolphins twice. New England's not great, but you still have to play them twice. And you're going to uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Denver all on the road. This is another four or five win season here for the Jets. Will help me out uh, approaching this game short week. Um, certainly, when you're looking at the Bengals uh, and the Dolphins, but. I will say this, uh, against the spread, uh, home dogs, obviously 60%. Uh, away dogs, 60% <laughs> so far this year. So what do you do with this game? I mean, do you factor in the short week? Do you factor in the number of plays that Buffalo ran against Miami? And do you factor in what you saw last with the Bengals as well? Yeah, I don't love laying the three and a half. Just in general, I hate laying three and a half. And you're, you're missing the best of the numbers. So maybe if you can get a cheaper money line on the Bengals minus 180, I do feel good about Cincinnati winning this game for all the reasons you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Miami playing 90 plays on defense and having to turn around and play on Thursday night on the road. That's a tough spot for the road team anyway on Thursday night. A- after surviving 90 plays and getting a big win, that's a really quick turnaround. Plus, Tua, we don't know if he's going to play. McDaniels yeah. was noncommittal. The idea that he hurt his ankle or his back, I mean, the guy slammed his head against the ground. Then he, they're going to say it's an ankle injury. That was very <laughs> shady. Uh, so who knows if he plays? Who knows if he's 100%? Everything points me to Cincinnati here. Just not crazy about laying the three and a half. So and what, maybe uh, I'll just uh, sw- swallow a bigger money line. Well, it's, it's come up to four here in a number of spots, wow. at least where we are wow. uh, in Nevada. I, if there's anything for me, I mean, looking at it under 47, all the reasons you just laid out on the Tua side. And I, I don't know about you, and I know you watched that Cincinnati Jets game pretty closely. Well, are you really sold on the Cincinnati offensive line being completely cohesive? Because I'm certainly not after, after last week. No, and offensive lines take time. You know, it, it's one of those things where maybe it pays dividends down the road, but it's a, it's a continuity issue, and, and Burrow's just, man, he's taking a lot of hits. you, you yeah. got to worry here if he's going to be able to hold up the whole season with all the hits he's taking. That thing opened 48. Yeah. We're down to 47 pretty much market-wide there for Thursday night Miami and Cincinnati. Will Hill, always great to have you on the show, man. That's a great Tuesday tradition for us, so we, uh, we always appreciate it. We'll catch you next week. All right, good to see you, boys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. At not the Will Hill. We'll see if Judge hits his 61st tonight. I know okay. Will, Will, unfortunately, you know, if you're in New York media, you have to be on Judge Watch now at all times. I think but everybody least, is. 
Yeah, well, I, at a certain point, I'm like, all right, come on. It'll, the cut-ins, everything. I know. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. I think Matt Brown, one of our hosts on the network last night, said, uh, how about we just get the just get a position player out there? Just <laughs> lob him up. A, just get it over with. How about that uh, bet, though, with pull holes to get to 700? Oh. Two homers in one game right. to get to 700? <laughs> Albert Pools. That was your 30 seconds of Major League Baseball talk for the show. When we come back, hour number two, we'll do a deep dive into some of the top games in the week four NFL card. That is next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.